We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. How's it going, everybody? Welcome in to another episode of the Math Step Back Podcast. I'm your host, Dalton Trigg. You can find me at Dalton underscore Trigg on Twitter, uh, where I'm always putting out my Mavs content, not just on DallasBasketball.com, but just my general opinions and, uh, you know, stuff of that nature. I also, you know, dabble in overall NBA stuff as well. But, guys, uh, happy belated uh, Merry Christmas to those who celebrate, and Happy Holidays to everybody out there. Uh, it's been a while since I've been on here. I uh, kind of had some misfortune. Uh, my my co-host, Drew Johnson, uh, he unfortunately got COVID, so he has been out for a bit. Uh, he's doing good right now, still recovering a little bit, and, you know, with the holidays coming up, I was just like, you know what? Uh, we'll just we'll just hit reset on this and and start fresh at the top of the year. So he's not joining me today, but you know that between him getting sick and then I went to uh, a bowl game the other weekend, Southern Miss, uh, my alma mater, they played in the Lending Tree Bowl in Mobile, Alabama against Rice. I was at that game. It was super cold, but it was a really, really fun game. I, I don't know how many of y'all actually keep up with that kind of stuff, but uh, Frank Gore Jr. is Southern Miss's running back, and he plays quarterback sometimes, too, as a super back. But he had uh, 326 rushing yards, which was a record uh, for any rushing yard total in bowl history. Uh, so it was a really fun game. The problem is it was so cold, and I was out in the cold for so long yelling uh, that I lost my voice there for a little bit. So <laughs> that combined with uh, with DJ's uh, circumstances made it to where we, we had to take a little bit of a break from doing the pod. But anyway, I uh, just wanted to come on here and, you know, talk about everything that's going on with the Mavs recently. Uh, most recently, it was a, you know, a big 124-115 uh, win over the Los Angeles Lakers on Christmas Day. Uh, in my opinion, really wasn't as close as the final score indicated uh, because the Mavs, they scored 51 points 
in the third quarter uh, to turn an 11-point deficit at halftime into a 19-point lead heading into the fourth. Uh, Luka was incredible, 32 points, 9 rebounds, 9 assists. Um, Man, look, Christian Wood, it was arguably his best game of his career. And look, before that game, and I know it's not a super hard thing to predict, but in my preview for DallasBasketball.com, I talked about how Wood was the most likely candidate to have a breakout performance uh, for the Mavs because he hadn't scored over 15 points in his last three, even though he had been playing great defense. And man, against the Lakers, he put it all together. Uh, he, he had a great offensive performance, 30 points on 12 of 17 shooting from the field. Uh, and he kept up the defense, too. Uh, he rebounded well. Uh, let's see, he had uh, he had eight rebounds, seven assists, which I believe tied a career high, four steals, and two blocks. He was a plus 16 in 38 minutes as a starter. He completely dominated the Lakers. And, you know, with, with Anthony Davis out, you kind of figured that something like this was possible. And sure enough, he did not disappoint. Uh, he was the Mavs. I don't I don't know. He was the second leading scorer. I don't want to say he was the best Mav because Luka had a good game too. But, I mean, if somebody wanted to tell me that Wood was the best Maverick on Christmas Day, I would be I would be open to hearing that argument. <laughs> so, uh, really good Christmas Day win for the Mavs. It was their first uh, home Christmas game since 2011 when they played LeBron in the Heat. Uh, they got ran off of their home floor in that one. So, uh, to beat LeBron and to do it on Christmas, to do it at home, uh, especially after the season that the Mavs have had so far up and down, it was just, it was nice. It was good vibes. Uh, you know, the roster is depleted, but man, they, they showed up on, on Sunday. They showed up on Christmas Day. And, I mean, it was nice because, you know, when they started out uh, slow and down by 11 at halftime to a Lakers team that just quite honestly isn't very good, you almost got the sense that they were going to let uh, Dirk down. You know, Dirk Nowitzki, he had his statue uh, unveiled before the game and uh look guys i know it's it's popular for everybody to to take shots at mark cuban and uh the front office for you know their roster decisions and and all that stuff especially when the team is struggling but one thing we can't you know be mad about as far as mark cuban is how he has treated dirk uh, especially since he retired. I mean, every single thing from the Jersey retirement uh, to the Nowitzki Way street naming to, uh, you know, him having the silhouette put on the court of his fadeaway. And then now we've got the, uh, we've got the, the, the statue, the one-legged fadeaway, huge statue in front of American Airlines Center, uh, they listened to the feedback of the original model that had the three balls on the on the top, and they changed it to where it just had one ball, and it's perfect. It's perfect. Uh, so shout out to Mark Cuban for for always doing right by Dirk. Shout out to Dirk for just always being incredible, an incredible human being. Uh, 
you know, as as good of a player as Dirk was, he was an even better human, and he is so today too. So I'm super thrilled that he's still, you know, connected with the franchise. He's in a special advisor role, um, and it was just nice to see him honored yet again. And it was nice to see the Mavs come back in the second half and not disappoint on Christmas Day. And it was just all around. It was one of the, it was one of the most feel-good Mavs days we've had in a long time. So much needed for the vibes. Uh, just looking at the bot score here, you know, the Mavs are so injury-riddled right now. But, uh, you know, Luka, he showed up with 32 points. Wood had 30. Tim Hardaway Jr. had a good shooting game. He was he had 26 points in 39 minutes off the bench. Uh, four of his six, six three-pointers uh, happened in that historic third quarter. Uh, when the Mavs outscored the Lakers 51-21. to uh, And then Reggie Bullock, he went 5 of 8 from the field, 4 of 7 from 3, had 14 points. Uh, Spencer Dinwiddie was the only starter who didn't score in double figures, but he had 8 points and 8 assists. Uh, and then off the bench, you know, Davis Bertans had 6 points. Uh, and then Powell and McKinley Wright, the 4th, had four points each. So slim bench scoring, but the starters scored so many points that it, it just didn't matter. Uh, LeBron James in his 20th season, uh, he is still a monster. He had 38 points, 13 of 23 from the field, a perfect 12 of 12 from the free throw line, six rebounds, five assists. Uh, he is still very much that dude. He doesn't have a good team around him, but LeBron James, he is... He is still very good. Uh, you know, if he if he did decide to change up teams in the future, I know I know I've mentioned this before, and some Mavs fans are just so uh, caught up in you know past feelings with him and Dirk in the finals that they don't want to hear it, or maybe it's you know some people have like a political agenda against him, but I mean the guy is still amazing. Uh, I if if something happened and the Mavs were able to get LeBron on the team for his last couple of years, uh, and, and you know they didn't have to completely sell the entire farm to do it. I would be open to something like that because LeBron is so good. He has high respect for Luca. He tried to get him to be an amb- ambassador for Team LeBron before uh, before Luca signed his deal with Jordan Brand, and you know he's. He ever since that that humbling finals loss to Dirk, he has been super complimentary of Dirk, and uh, he even went as far as to say that he thought Dirk is the best international player of all time after that Christmas Day loss on Sunday. So um, that's something that I'll probably write about on DallasBasketball.com in the near future. Uh, we've had Brian Windhorst from ESPN. You know, uh, I think it was over the summer or sometime last season. He said, you know, keep it in your back pocket. If LeBron does ever decide to change teams, uh, he said to keep the Mavs in your back pocket for for that just because of how he feels about Luka. So uh, that was one interesting thing that, you know, I'm keeping my eye on. As far as, you know, team situation, the Mavs are now 18 and 16. Uh, Let's see, the West, I mean, look, as, as bad as things have been at times for the Mavs in the early goings this season, Things aren't as bad as what they seem just because the rest of the West has been so... 
We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. You know, if I would have applied myself, I could have gone to the NBA. You think so? Yeah, I think so. But it's just like, it's been done. You know, I didn't want to, I was like, I don't want to be a follower. Hi, I'm Jason Concepcion. And I'm Shea Serrano. And we are back. We have a new podcast from Wondery. It's called Six Trophies. Woo! And it's the f-ing best. Each week, Shea Serrano and I are combing through all the NBA storylines, finding the best, most interesting, most compelling stories, and then handing out six pop culture themed trophies for six basketball related activities. Trophies like the Dominic. Dominic Toretto, I live my life a quarter mile at a time trophy, which is given to someone who made a short-term decision with no regard for future consequence. Or the Christopher Nolan Tenet trophy, which is given to someone who did something that we didn't understand. Catalina Wine Mixer trophy. Ooh, the Lauren Hill, you might win some, but you just lost one trophy. And what's more, the NBA playoffs are here, so you want to make Six Trophies your go-to companion podcast through all the craziness. Follow Six Trophies on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. Listen ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus has been so tough. Like, anybody can beat anybody. Right now, the Mavs at 18 and 16, uh, they're tied in the loss column with the Jazz, who are the seventh seed. Uh, They are just one game back in the loss column uh, to the fourth-seeded Phoenix Suns. Let's see. Yeah, overall, the Mavs are just four games back of the top seed, which is the Denver Nuggets. Uh, and they've already beaten the Denver Nuggets twice. So uh, that's that's really encouraging. Uh, the Mavs so far have the tiebreaker over the Nuggets, and they'll still play you know all of these teams the rest of the way. So if they can get healthy, if they can kind of you know hold on to this chemistry that they've you know captured the last few games, they've they've won three in a row now. Uh, Christian Wood, as it turns out, is an amazing fit with Luca as a starter. Who would have thought it? It's not like we've been screaming that on this podcast since day one. Uh, but, hey, at least the Mavs have finally come around to it, and, you know, they're seeing the benefits of that. Uh, Christian Wood is now extension eligible. You know, that's something we're keeping an eye on. Will they offer him an extension? Uh, if they do and he doesn't accept it, do they trade him? Do they even offer him the extension? Uh, you know, if they if they don't, you know, maybe maybe it's a situation where they don't want to offer an extension until after the trade deadline because they want to keep all of their options open like they did with Jalen Brunson and Dorian Finney-Smith. And, you know, it was a split 
decision there. You know, they, they got Dorian to sign the, the extension after the trade deadline, but Jalen Brunson did not, and he ended up leaving for nothing uh, in free agency. That's the kind of situation that you do not want to repeat if you're the Mavs. If I were them, I would strongly consider giving Wood the extension. I mean, even if you are, aren't planning for him to be a long-term future piece, he's more valuable to your team you know, on the court right now, or at least on the court next year, if you don't trade him during the summer, then he is leaving for nothing. <laughs> so, uh, if I was the Mavs, that's what I would. That's what I would do. I would give him the extension. Don't play around with it. Uh, try to make moves around the margin that don't include Wood, and you know, then go from there. But uh, speaking of potential trades, we had some. Uh, interesting news pop up uh, on Monday that, let's see. So according to sportsbetting.ag, it's one of the, the big sports betting sites, the Mavs have the top odds for being Trey Young's next team uh, if he does end up demanding a trade after this season. Uh, the Bleacher Report's Chris Haynes reported a couple days ago that depending on how the postseason unfolds this year, uh, you know, if, if the if the Hawks don't make, you know, considerable ground up in the postseason based on what they've done in in the last year or so, uh, you know, Trey Young could be the next star to ask out. And everybody said, oh, well, you know, he's on contract through 2025 or 2026. Well, I mean, Donovan Mitchell was on contract through 2025, and we saw how that turned out. The Utah Jazz traded him to the Cleveland Cavaliers. So, uh, as we have seen, it really doesn't matter how long the contract is. If a star wants out, you know, uh, if if other if opposing teams have the draft ass- assets and other pieces that you know makes it worth getting rid of that player, they'll do it. So, that's an interesting thing to think about. Uh, Luca and Trey, they were traded for each other on draft night in 2018. Uh, they've been super friendly with each other since, despite all the debates about who's better or which team won the trade over the last four or five years. Uh, that doesn't seem to bother Trey or Luca. I mean, they've they've been, from what I can tell, friends uh, throughout that time. I think the the whole narrative is just between the fan bases and you know people wanting to generate content. Uh, so as far as chemistry, I think, you know, that would be, that would be an okay pairing there. Uh, as far as actual basketball fit, offensively, I don't know who would stop the Mavs. Defensively though, I mean, you know, you would obviously have your problems because Trey is not the biggest guard and, you know, he just, he's, he's, he's one of the worst defenders in the league, just to put it nicely. Uh, so there are pitfalls there, but you can you can see the upside too. Uh, but hey, look, the Mavs after this year, if that pick conveys to the Knicks, which it should, unless disaster strikes, uh, they'll be able to trade all of their future or mostly all any of the future picks that they want to. Uh, you know, under the stipend rule, of course, uh, to get their foot in the door for a blockbuster superstar trade going forward. So. Uh, I think it's inevitable we're going to see the Mavs pull off some sort of big blockbuster trade for a second star next to Luka before his next contract, you know, gets to the end of it. Um, 
we just have to see who that star is and what opportunity presents itself. But uh, after this season, those possibilities open up. And, you know, who knows? Maybe the Mavs do something this year uh, without, you know, getting to that point where they have all those other picks to offer, you know, after it conveys to the Knicks. But, yeah, I'd say it's probably unlikely this season. Uh, they shocked us last year. We didn't think anything was happening last year. Uh, but then they, they shocked everybody and traded KP for Dinwiddie and Burton. So maybe something like that happens this year. Uh, that was a pretty significant trade that didn't involve first-round picks. So, uh, you know, it's plausible that they try to do something like that again this year. Uh, but I don't expect anything big that, you know, has them – trading out like the 2025 or 2027 first round picks uh this season i think i think they'll store all that up and and save it for the summer uh, and beyond to see what what becomes available in the future so uh just looking at the schedule here uh the mavs next up tuesday they play jalen brunson and new york knicks for the second time this season this time it's at american airlines center uh, Jalen Brunson's homecoming. Uh, the Mavs beat the Knicks 121-100 to at Madison Square Garden on December 3rd. Uh, and now they'll play them a second time. And the Knicks, they're currently on a three-game losing streak. The Mavs are on a three-game win streak. Uh, before that three-game losing streak, New York won eight straight games. Uh, so uh, they, they've kind of hit a little bit of a funk here. Hopefully, hopefully that continues for at least one more game. But... Look, if the Mavs beat the Knicks and they get to 19 and 16, the next three games after that, they play Houston, they play San Antonio, and they play Houston again. And none of those are on the second night of a back-to-back. All tanking teams, and you have a day of rest in between each one. So, look, I mean, if, if they take care of business against the Knicks, get to 19 and 16, and then they beat the three lottery teams that they should beat. I mean, you're looking at 22 and 16 uh, heading into a January 5th matchup with the Boston Celtics at home uh, on three days of rest. So they have a chance to rebound really well from their, you know, their their opening tough stretch of this season, and hopefully they get a little bit more healthy and get Josh Green back, Dorian Finney-Smith. Uh, Maxi Kleba, unfortunately, is likely out for the rest of the year with a hamstring tear. But, look, as good as Christian Wood is playing defensively, uh, you know, they can kind of midgetate his loss a little bit if, if Wood keeps up his current level of play. But uh, once they get their perimeter defenders back, uh, you know, this, this team has a chance yet again uh, to make a big second half of the season run. So we'll see how it goes. Um they really need to get these games coming up, these next four, because, you know, after that, uh, they play the Boston Celtics and they play the New Orleans Pelicans at home. Those two will be tough games. And then they go on a five-game road trip. OKC, Clippers, Lakers, and the Portland Trailblazers back-to-back. Uh, so that's going to be – that's look, I mean, I know they should beat OKC. They should beat uh, – you know, the Lakers and Trailblazers and probably the Clippers too. But, you know, it's a five-game road trip. It's tough. Uh, and the Mavs don't have the best road record this year either. So I'm thinking that, 
you know, they, they really need to get these next four, uh, and then they can kind of coast a little bit until they get through that road trip. Then they have another big home stand, and hopefully by the end of January, you know, they're sitting in that, that top five, top six spot of the West, uh, and then we'll see what happens from there on out. But uh, all things considered, I think the Mavs are in a pretty good spot. Um, you know, it, with with Luca coming in as an MVP favorite, uh, he was in shape, uh, playing some of the best basketball of his career, and yet they're still you know hovering around 500. It's disappointing, but you know uh, this is just kind of how the Mavs are, I guess. You know they, uh, we knew if they had injuries, it was going to be tough. But you know maybe this team needs to just go through some adversity, you know, to kind of build up their their uh, their confidence for the rest of the year so we'll see how it goes i'm excited i think i think the vibes are starting to trend back toward uh immaculate they're not quite there yet but uh winning three games in a row is is definitely a good step in the right direction we'll see if it can continue against the knicks uh, on tuesday guys look i appreciate it i hope you had a, a great holiday season and i hope it continues on into the new year uh, if something happens between now and New Year's, I will come on here and uh, talk about it. But if not, this could potentially be our last pod uh, of the year. And I just want to thank everybody for coming in and listening every time we post one. Uh, we have outperformed our you know total downloads for this podcast. I think it was by like 30 or 35% from last year to this year. And that's just, that's incredible. I mean, it just... It amazes me how it keeps growing and how so many people are just interested in, you know, coming in and uh, listening to us talk Mavs. So, guys, I appreciate it. Uh, As always, be sure to go like, rate, and subscribe on all your favorite podcast platforms. That really helps us out. Uh, I'm going to be doing a jersey giveaway uh, like my guy Grant Afseth recently did uh, for DallasBasketball.com. I'm going to be doing the same thing uh, to start the new year. So go to my Twitter page, be on the lookout for that. Uh, and, yeah, that's that's going to do it, guys. I appreciate it. Y'all have a great rest of your day and a great rest of your week. We'll see you next time. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.